once, my dad hated me because I couldn't multitask. Because I like, mm. give me five things to do, I will only do one, but I'll do that one excellently. Music. But my own guess is that mm-hmm. was like the exact opposite, right? Sister, do multiple things at once, so she became like that. You know, favorite. I was just like the ripple of the family. Um, mm-hmm. And so when I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, I was like, "Huh, okay." So my dad is smart, but he's poor. He's like he's, he's mm-hmm. not rich, right? My family, there's no one that is ultra successful in my family. So it was like, okay, I can grasp this now. Robert Kiyosaki was learning from someone who was wealthy. But it mm-hmm. wasn't like the smartest of them all. Right? It was then I learned yeah. that smart people end up broke because they overthink a lot of things. Right? Mm. You are always trying to like uh, come up with different scenarios of what can happen, what can happen. What oh, can happen. hi! Sorry, I disrupted you. Let's get a word from our sponsors of this episode of the Paul Four Podcast. Dear listeners, whenever I think of acquiring a real asset, Veritasi Homes comes to mind. They're the developers of Kimberwall Advantage, Itsunu Residential, and Itsunu City, the biggest work, live, and play development in Nigeria. With a triple B credit rating and 500 homes being built, they're the brand you can always trust. I thought you all should know. Veritasi Homes. Creating better. Second sponsor for this episode of the Paul Four Podcast is by VP. VP is one of the fastest growing fintech banks in Nigeria and in Africa. So you can click on the show notes to to know more about VP and open a VP business account. You will be glad that you did. Let's get on with the show with Mr. Abdul Kohi Hamed. is a fantastic entrepreneur that has done over 250. Hello, everybody. How are you doing today? It's a new day. It's a fresh day. I hope you're up shaking and baking. I always say that all my guests are stellar guests. And this, this is no exception. If I tell you the, the, the marketing I did to have this man here. <laughs> I'm sure himself will say that, ah, this guy's a salesman. <laughs> I have a great man in the building, man. I've got Mr. Abdul Kohi Hamed. Did I get your name right? Yeah, Kohi. Kohi, yeah. Mr. Abdul Kohi Hamed. Welcome to the Paul Four Podcast. How are you doing, man? I'm fine. Your story and your life is like a movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, trust me, it is, it is, it is, it is like a film. It's like a movie. You know, so, and uh, I know that a lot of people will will learn a lot. Uh, you're an international businessman, a serial entrepreneur, and a very strong, strong bias for sales, marketing, and psychology. Um, you live in Dubai at the moment. That's that's where your HQ is. And uh, I mean, if you follow this guy on Instagram, you'd be inspired from the Ferraris to all the big cars in the world to jet ski. <laughs> And he's still in his 20s. The guy is living his best life. Trust me. And I like the message he puts out every time. is that, look, it's not rocket science. You can also do it. It's very, very possible. So 
Abdul, welcome to the Paul Full Podcast. How are you doing today, bro? How are you doing today? I'm fine. I'm in great spirits. You know, it's the beginning of the Q4, so I'm just like focused on making it a better one. Um, so, Fantastic. Yeah, like, it's still <laughs> Fantastic. First of all, my, my condolences. You just lost your mom. And then from researching, you know that you had, you had a very close relationship um, 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 with, with with your mother. I mean, has gentle soul rest in perfect peace. Uh, uh, sorry about that. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. All right. Great. All right. So the first question I want to ask you is because a lot of people, I ask my community, what kind of question should I ask you? And everybody was throwing all kinds of questions. What is the difference between sales and marketing? And which one should one focus on first? Okay, so marketing is everything done to create awareness or generate um, traction for the service or products that you sell. Sales is when there is the exchange of a transaction between you and the lead, right? So someone becomes a client when a sales has occurred, but everything that is done to acquire that potential client to make them a lead is marketing. So your advertisement, your um, social media content and all of that, that's like marketing. You're generating awareness, you're building up interest and you're making people excited about whatever it is you're offering. But uh, when the transaction has occurred, yeah, a sale just happened. Now, I mean, like, at the end of the day, there are, like, two sides of the coin that are very, very important for a business to grow, right? But the most important thing that a business owner has to focus on is sales. Like, at the end of the day, I don't care how good your marketing is, like, if no one is buying, then to hell with whatever you're doing, right? Yeah. So your end goal is to generate sales. And I always say the best person you can learn from is Jeff Bezos. Bezos believes that mm. if you can create a great experience for someone who invests into your offer or your product, then they are more likely to come back and buy and that's why Amazon is the fastest growing company in the world. Like I have a ton of investments into Amazon as a company because I believe so much in what the business is about, right? Mm. On my business like Amazon too. So yeah, like anyone who's a business owner should read the Bezos letters. It's very, very important. Yeah, it's, uh, to it's understand, a gold mine. Yeah. yeah, to understand how Businesses are run, and you have to build your business like you will end up selling it someday. That's the way businesses. So, mm, fantastic. especially if you're dealing in high ticket luxury items, like I sell mm. high ticket offers twenty five thousand to two hundred fifty thousand, and um, I also buy luxury cars. I'm a fan of luxury cars. I just spent a million dollars on cars in the last couple two weeks ago or something. No, no, actually. Mm five weeks ago so yeah like why do i keep buying lamborghini why do i keep investing into the ferraris it's because like you enjoy the experience there's no way you be behind like a 1000 horsepower car and you don't feel on top of the world 
So your goal is mm. to give that same experience to your consumers, the people who buy from you. And yeah, they say we're always on core. So, yep. Mm. Mm. Very, very powerful. You said something powerful in, in researching you. Well, your dad was a professor, was a professor at the University of Ibadan, the premier university in Nigeria, and your mom was a, was a teacher. And in their combined revenue in a whole year is less than $1,000, let's say $800 a, a, a year. And look at where you are now from that place to year, over $250 million in revenue as a business. That is a massive, massive leap. And I know that knowledge has played a huge role in bringing you to where you are. There's a story you said that was so beautiful when your dad will give you a book to read. And then if you read the book, you, you get like a Sarah and you get a scotch egg. For those of you who, who are not Nigerians, you don't, you don't understand the beauty of like a Sarah. <laughs> and you said one of the books that really changed your life the most was, was a rich dad, poor dad. Speak to us about that book. And are you still using that model, that framework to run your business up until now? Well, yeah, um, I believe like the books you read, if you read a thousand books, you live a thousand lives. So growing up, um, my dad was very instrumental in that aspect. He was like, is a professor and his end goal was for me to become a lecturer. Really, you're a lecturer now, right? Right right now, but it's just that you're a million yeah, just, a million dollar lecturer. <laughs> yeah, just not the way he is, right? So um, yeah. I would I mean my childhood, I didn't really have like fun childhood like every other person because like while I was in primary school, I will read these books because I want to get spotted by the time I get old. Um, while others are playing, I'm busy like reading and that is huge curiosity. I've always been a curious kid, but you know, like I the curiosity that I had. And, um, my dad always said something that leaders are leaders. So I remember mm -hmm. that uh, by junior class three read the entire syllabus for SS1 to SS3, like the entire... Whoa. Yeah, like, I read Women of OU as of GS2, and it was the same book that we were using for SS, senior class two in literature. So I always cleared prizes. I've always been that, you know, like, bright kid in school because I now had this huge appetite for reading, and, you know, like, so when I'm bored, I don't even get bored because like whenever I'm less occupied, I just find something to fill that area, which is most likely reading. If I travel to any country, if I don't buy anything, I'll buy books. I actually have a book library. When I was living in Nigeria, I had like a room that was just books, books, books. books. Wow. So, um, I developed that for reading when I was reading. So I think that was like an edge. Because now, and you know, like reading requires focus. Like you can't be mm -hmm. reading and do any other thing. Um, mm -hmm. I can read for like hours nonstop, a stretch. It just became like, okay, cool. This is one thing I can do. Like if every other person is doing several things, I 
to once. My dad hated me because I couldn't multitask. Because like, mm. you give me five things to do, I will only do one, but I'll do that one excellently. But my own guess is that mm-hmm. it's like the exact opposite, right? My sister can do multiple things at once, so she became like that, you know, favorite. I was just like the ripple of the family. Um, mm-hmm. And so when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I was like, huh, okay. So my dad is smart, but he's poor. Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's not rich, right? My family, there's no one that is ultra successful in my family. So it was like, okay, I can grasp this now. Robert Kiyosaki was learning from someone who was wealthy, but he mm-hmm. wasn't like the smartest of them all. And it was then yeah. I learned that smart people end up broke because they overthink a lot of things, right? Mm. You are always trying to like uh, come up with different scenarios of what can happen, what can happen, what can happen. I was just like, fuck no, like, I don't need to think what can happen. I, I'm just coming up with excuses not to do anything, and so I wouldn't get anywhere. So how about I just mm. try it? I mean, I've been poor, I've been broke, like, so what's the worst that can happen is, I'm already used to what's the worst thing that can happen, but what's the best thing that can happen? Like, how can my life change if I, you know, just go all in, listen, focus on my ambition and my dream. So I, I always made videos then, like, what would your life look like 20 years from now? You know, what would your life look like 10 years from now if you focus? Mm. And I always wrote it down. Like, I would write down what mm. I want to accomplish and I'll go act on it. So um, I was a rebel. Like, honestly, I still feel like disobeying my dad was the best thing that has ever happened to me. Because, like, mm. My dad wanted me to, you know, end up being like uh, an academic, like a lecturer and shit like that. But there was a point where I sat down and I was like, you know what? You're not fulfilled, man. Like this one isn't fulfilled. Universities mm. go on strike. Uh, you don't get paid. And honestly, like I feel the biggest thing anyone can do for themselves is to get financial freedom. Like once your choices mm. are not tied to anyone, no one has to make a mm. decision for you, then you can do whatever you, the fuck you want. Like, I feel like I have mm. fucking money right now. Um, but it mm. all started from me just saying, you know what? I don't want my decisions to be tied to anybody. Like, I don't want my life to be mm. controlled by anybody. And, you know, my parents divorced mm. when I was eight years old. So I had seen what um a lack of finances could cost to someone like my mom was struggling two four seven selling all cricket and all of mm. that and i was just like i want to take care of this woman so i tell people that i got into business not because i wanted to make a shit ton of money but out of survival but the Come thing on, is brother. when mm. you don't know how to get complacent like i don't know how to get complacent someone will see it and be like bro you made hundreds of millions why still going for more but the truth is i've seen what's possible like a friend of mine steven leo made 10 million dollars within 30 days and i'm like what the fuck like bro how are you able to do this and then i understand (laughs) like the conversations you have the people you talk to really rub off on you like if you're a lot if someone thinks you can't make a thousand dollars in a month you find out someone made a million dollars in a day, you're like, bro, yeah, like, 
this is just an mm. excuse I've been making all this while. Mm. Right. So I started operating based off of the fact that if you keep investing into yourself, it's the biggest payoff ever. And I remember I read something from Tom Belial when I was like 14. I've always read, like, that's mm. something I'm proud of. Have you released um, the Tom, Tom Bilyeu of the yeah. impact theory? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Man. This guy, um, this guy is a real G, man. Um, <laughs> I was listening to Liz Brown, Monroe. Like, I've been listening to all of these guys. I used to download their videos back then. And I say, like, information is like uh, IPO for the mind or cheek mm. for the mind. Like, it, it's, it washes your mind. And for me, I always knew I was going to be a billionaire. I mean, in Naira, I'm a billionaire, but like, I've always knew that I was going to be ultra successful. It was just a matter of time catching up with it, right? Oh, um, and so, yeah, I feel like some books are there to serve as the stepping stone for you, but there, there are some books that transform your life. I feel like yeah. The, yeah. the most impactful book I've read ever now has to be um Millennium the mountain Lane. is you no the mountain is you see most people don't understand that they are the reason why they are unsuccessful um hmm. and it's because like when you come from a state of survival you have to fight yourself first before you can fight the world hmm. like if you can That's conquer right. yourself you can conquer the world and then the next the world. book will be The Courage to Be Disliked. Like, I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about me. Like, I, did, I didn't even care what my dad thought about me. So how much more external validation? I've always been rationally confident, right? Um, ah, I feel like I, I've told you say that word again. I love the word. Irrationally <laughs> confident. <laughs> hey, I knew this episode would be fire. <laughs> ah. Um... Like I've toned it down now, but the young, like the young me, was a raging bull. I, I just was like, yeah, nothing. I'm unstoppable, you know. And that kind of pieces people off. <laughs> well, because I never care to be liked, right? Um, yeah, that's also something that's created this controversial figure that people see me as because they're like. Mm. he really doesn't give a fuck and the truth is I really don't care <laughs> like, mm. the only person in the world who I care about how she feels about me is dead now like it's my mom my mom mm. if my mom says hey you know I think you should do it this way I'll be like okay mom that's it and she told me she was proud of me so I don't care whatever I want anyone wants to get like nothing mm. can that I changed that woman's life right like 10 years, the last 10 years of our life was the best years of our life. Mm. And I did that. So, yeah, like, um, back to what you said, yeah, I've always lo- followed Robert Kiyosaki's teachings. And there are some things that now I'm wealthy, I don't really align with, but I really do respect the guy. I've always loved real estate. So, the first uh, million I made, I bought properties. Before I even bought my car, like, it's crazy that but they can't smart moves, smart moves. Yeah, I've landed properties. I have properties in my name in Nigeria and before. Yeah, like the end goal is retire in my thirties and enjoy with my wife <laughs> and kids. You know, like, so 
yeah, beautiful, man. Yeah, that's that's really been it. But my mom has really been the biggest pillar of support. Like emotional support, that woman went all out for me because, like, when I was saying, oh, you know, I want to learn shoemaking, I want to learn fashion design, she would be like, yeah, go for it. And so hmm. I just knew that doing all of these things was a means to an end for me. I didn't see myself as a cobbler for life. It was just like, I'm going to do yeah. this. I have a big foot. I wear size yeah. 27. I barely find my shoe size. So it was like, okay, so cool. to- I'm going to make my shoes for myself. I'm going to make my clothes for myself. But people fell yeah. in love with the designs of the shoes and they started ordering for it. So I would save that money and then use it to buy courses. I felt like information is powerful, but execution is where transformation of course. Yes, that's where the power is. That's where the power is. So powerful. So let me switch gears a little bit. Your mom was a compelling reason for you, was a driving force for you. Your was was like a pillar. Now, as she has gone to the other side of of eternity, what is your compelling reason now? Because you've got everything that money can buy. Yeah. Um, There has always been two why, like the two biggest whys for me right from time my mom yeah but also the life i want to give to my unborn kids every girl i've dated knows this like every person that cares to listen amongst my friends also knows that i'm driven by the life i want to provide for my kids and you know my wife like the family that comes from me because i come from a dysfunctional family like a very fucked up family my parents divorced when i was eight years old i saw all the drama that played i mean like even leading on to my mom's death, which is something I'll still touch on later, like when I feel like everything has calmed down. But like mm. uh, people obsess about making money, but they forget the biggest life-changing decision that you can make is the choice of partner, right? Mm. And mm. if you make the wrong decision, I mean, you can make all the money in the world, but if you make the wrong decision when it comes to like your partner, you're fucked for life. So. Yeah. Um, I am driven by knowing that I want to be a great dad. Like, I really want to be a great dad to my kids, you know, be the best friends for my kids, uh, be an amazing husband. I've done a lot of hypnotherapy to, because I know I have trauma and that, that always comes out in one way or the other if you don't handle it the right way. Um, so yeah, my big why right now is just, yeah, what would my life in my 30s look like? I've set a plan since I was 15. I'm following it till I'll be 35. I've always known what that looks like, what each year looks like for me, what each month looks like for me. Um, I always think in decades. I don't think in um, weekends or in a year or two now. Like, I've always thought in decades, like, okay, what will this decade look like for me? Um, so... Yeah, of course, my mom is not here to enjoy it, but of course, I'm going to create a family that will still enjoy what uh, Mm. I work for. Um, And I used to say that money is only such a big reason until you have more money than you can spend. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, like, I've never really been driven by money, money, money. Of course, I want to make money. I want to buy the good things or whatever. Of course, I want to drive the best cars possible. But yeah, outside of money, like money doesn't really make me who I am. I make money what it is. Like, mm. Money just amplifies, amplifies who you are. 
Let's kill him off. Yeah, I date who I want, not who wants me. <laughs> so it's, it's, mm. a, it's a huge difference. I'm not dating who's available. I date who I want. I travel to countries I want to travel to when I want. I have ultra control over every aspect of my life right now. I'm in the best shape of my life possible. I'm a personal trainer. And it's just like money is a means to an end for me. It's like, okay, cool. When it's no longer when you're no longer making decisions out of survival, you can't think clearly. I've gotten way mm. out of survival mode since like I was in my teens. I made my first million dollars when I was nineteen years old. So like I've been in money for quite a while. Like I'm twenty five now, so I feel like I've made the stupid mistakes that it comes when it to money, but at the end of the day, um my big why is the family I will start because, like, I felt that would give me so much fulfillment. And also, I have a younger sister. Like, I feel like I raised that girl. <laughs> like, even though we're just like, <laughs> two, two and a half years, two years, six months apart, I've, I've played the role of a dad in her life. Like, so beautiful. Yeah, like beautiful. that. That's something. Uh, I'm young, but I feel like I'm an old man in a young body. <laughs> Like an old soul, right? Yeah. So um, I can't wait to see what my thesis looks like because, like, now I have a glimpse, but you know, you really can't predict everything down to like the minute details. I just focus on what I can control and leave the rest to, you know, luck, chance. And, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. This is so beautiful. Speaking about control, you know, from from your conversation now, you just I just realized that you know you love to be in control. You go to a country you want to go to. You date who you want to date, not who is available. All right, how do you control the conversation on the sales call or way in front of the client? What what steps can somebody take to increase their percentage of conversion from well, a lead to a paid client? The biggest job is done before they get on the call. Like people come in and on the call, like I just close one kids, two k enrollments on the call within minutes because like I've already built up my let's say like my brand reputation, the social proof. Like if you go into my even anyone who checks out my Instagram right now. We'll see that mm. highlights that is filled with tons of testimonials in my reels. There are tons of testimonials from people that have worked from me, that have learned stuff from me. And um, these are like big names in the industry. Ty Lopez, someone attended Ty Lopez's mastermind, and it's like, yeah, Ty Lopez mentioned me. And I'm like, of course, he mentions me. I've done stuff with Ty Lopez as far back as 2019. So, like, yeah, like, I, I know my shit. So, the thing is, I feel. At the end of the day, it all boils down to social proof, your offer, the experience people go through, and also the perception people have of you. Like you can't, uh, you can't outgrow what people think of you. Mm. Like if people, if people don't see you as someone that they will fly across continents to commit. Why should they pay you thousands of dollars to get on a call with you? You just have to like juxtapose it. Like, okay, cool. Um, I charge right now fifteen thousand dollars for an hour of my time. 
if it is just like introductory sessions or if it is mm. like intense consult sessions is $25,000 that someone has to pay. Now, you can either pay $25,000 for an hour of my time or fly to Dubai and we have like a day session and you pay 50K, but you know that that day session that you do, it's much more intensive and we also, we also have fun. Like we, um, besides that, like the rest of the week or whatever, you can hang out and all of that. Now, how do I go from getting paid $50 for the first time when I did stuff online to becoming someone that people pay $50,000 for day with? It's all based on one, how people view me. I don't think I make myself, I don't believe to myself. I'm very, very like, um, vocal about very deliberate what I and intentional. Do. Yeah, like, I, mm. I obviously make people see that shit. I know what I'm doing. Like, I have a lot of testimonials, I have a lot of social proof, and I'm always sharing every part of my journey. And uh, there's this book that really resonated with me that was like, damn, this is actually what I wish I was doing initially, right? Because like the first five years of my business journey, I wasn't out there. Like I wasn't sharing, you know, the process and everything. But the moment I started documenting my journey in 2018, October, on Twitter, everything just went like... And the book is Show Your Work, by the way. Like, um, it's the same guy that wrote Still Like an Artist. Already. Austin Cleon. Austin, Austin Cleon. Cleon. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I started documenting my stuff on Twitter. You know, like, blogs will pick it up and they'll be like, this guy says he makes $450,000 a month from this. And they're like, you know, people are baffled. Like, what the fuck is he doing? How is he able to do this? And then I think there was a point where my first $1 million in like 2019 or something. And they also picked it up again. And then one of the news media houses in Nigeria said they wanted to interview me or something. I always turned on media and press, whatever, because I, I, was, I was young. To me, I'm like, what the fuck wants to listen to a kid who has acne all over his face and the same? Is making all of this plus I was also scared it's Nigeria like I don't want to get kidnapped or anyone you know mm. come at me yeah. and all of that but at the end of the day I think it all just boils down to demonstrating your process like people will buy into the outcome when they know the process because like I can tell someone mm. I'm going to help them lose weight but trust me there is keto to lose weight there is uh, dry fasting to lose weight there is uh, you know weightlifting to lose weight. There are so many ways to get to the desired outcome, but there are different yeah. processes to get that outcome. So if people are sold on your process, it's easier for them to believe in the outcome, like knowing it is possible. Mm -hmm. And this is also going to help you reduce bias remorse. That someone pays for something from you, and then you end up asking for a refund because now they are not willing to go through with the journey to get to the desired destination. Mm -hmm. So I sell people mm. on my process a lot than I talk about the outcome. I know I can help you make like a million dollars in a week or weeks or four weeks, like, but you need to have this process in place. You need to have this system in place. You need to have this team 
You need to have A players. You need to have all of these things in place. If you don't have it in place, I'm not a magician. I'm not going to help you make that money. And I also disqualify most people that I even accept. Like, for us to work together, you need to believe that one, you're a credible source in your street. I need to understand that you have an offer that delivers that experience. And I need to know that you have the systems, automations, and team member in place to make this possible. Outside of that, mm. I'm sorry, I'm not working with you. So, yeah, that's what I understand. But my close rate now is super because, I mean, like, people just come in and they're ready to pay because they really see that, yeah, they, this works. I mean, someone just started working with me uh, a few weeks ago, and now she just closed, like, someone that's been in her pipeline for £15,000. She literally has made her money back within... Mm days right it's, it's mm. just the beginning so yeah the only way you can sell to people is making them understand that you know what the problem that they are going through is and you can predictably help them get to their desired mm. outcome only if they fall in love with your process so mm. yeah it's like problem process outcome but the outcome is impossible without the process so yeah it's very, very powerful. In in observing you, right, and studying you, I observe that you have very high standards. Yeah. You said very, 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 very high standards. How do you cultivate that? Even for me to get on this interview with you, I learned that I was discussing with my wife. I was like, man, this guy has his standards are high. And I liked it. And I enjoyed it. So for me to have you on the call, I was just saying, I'm going to ask you this question. How did you cultivate high standards? And I'm sure it's, it's in everything that you do, from the clothes you wear to the environment that you live in. I find I watched one video when we were talking about one of the best things that, can, that you can do as a young person is to move from your country to another, to another city, something like that. Yeah. What role does high standards play in bringing you to where you are right now? I and believe, how can people cultivate it? Yeah, I believe you get... Uh, out of life what you request from life. You don't get what you ah. desire. Like, no one gets what they deserve. They get what they demand. Right? People are like, can I, oh, can I interrupt? Join this. Let me ask you for something. Click on the link in the show notes and you can join my paid WhatsApp group where I teach stuff like this. We have a community and then we review books. It's $5 a month to be in the community or six pounds a month to be in the community. You would love it. There are over 300 people there and they are winning and they are doing well. A little bit. Yeah. No wonder they say truth is truth. Napoleon Hill said this in Think and Grow Rich. That book is 85, yeah. 86 year old book. He said that life will pay you a menial wage if that is what you demand of life. Yeah. <laughs> And that's what you're saying. So powerful. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, and for me, right from time, people always just look at me like you always dream big. I'm like, my dream was given to me because only I can see where I want to be. You guys don't have hmm. my dreams, right? Like, if it was your dream, you will be the one to see it, and. Hmm. Dreams are just mere ideas until it is backed by action. 
and then people Come can see the results, right? Like when the Wilbur and Wright OVO brothers, when they said they were going to create a plane that can fly through the sky and take people and transport people from point A to point B, they were called mad, yeah. right? And then yeah. when they did it, well, like, I was told crazy because like, I always told my aunts that I will never work a nine-to-five, right? And everyone that I was surrounded by was working a nine-to-five. I'm like, <laughs> not living the life I want. I'm never going to do this. Like, so so um, the closest I came to working a nine-to-five was when I was done with Jump. One of my friends, one of my mom's friends, she owns a school. She has like, you know, nursery and kindergarten too in that school. She's like, ah, you know, you have mm-hmm. siblings. Can you teach kids? I'm like, I guess I can. And I went there that day and it was the same day I resigned because when the kids say, uncle out, we, we, all of them run to the door. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I, I can't handle this. Like, you guys are frustrating. So I got to that day and I prostrated to my mom. I'm like, Damn, you raised two kids. You try. I don't think I can handle this. <laughs> so mm. that was the closest it came to a nine-to-five. And then I just told myself, you know what? If you really believe in yourself, you don't need to seek validation from anyone else. People don't mm. support your dreams when it is just dreams. People come mm. on board when you've proved that yeah, you're. You are a mad person, but you are making a difference. Because that's what I call mad. Mm. Like, if you call me mad, I'm like, yeah, of course, I'm making a difference. You need to mm. be obsessed. I'm very, very obsessed. And I know that, yeah. I mean, the first time I asked someone to pay me um, $10,000 for an hour of my time, I was just like, of course, if I look at it from the grand scheme of things, this person is coming to me. They sell a $5,000 offer with the strategy that they will learn on the call. They can make $500,000. Am I too greedy to ask for them to pay me $10,000? It's more about the value, not the time that it's being spent. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd ask for 10K and they pay. And I'm like, huh? So if I was like, mm-hmm. Let me just keep quiet. Like, closed mouths don't get fed. So Come on, brother. Ha ha. Ha I was just like, you know what? I'm going to tell this person to pay me $20,000. And the only way I'm going to ask them to pay me $20,000 is by showing the results that this last person got. And guess what? Produce. The last person ended up making $3.4 million. I was thinking they were going to make They made $3.4 million from a challenge. That they ended up launching a four-day challenge. No, it was a three-day challenge. Um, and by the end of that, they made $3.4 million. And by the end of that week, I think it was like $5 million. So am I insane to ask for $20,000 when a ten thousand when someone who paid me $10,000 ended up making $5 million from the same strategy? I don't think so. So I, you know what? I just showed the case study. I'm like, if you want to be like this person, you truly have the right process. You have to pay me $20,000 for the session that we're going to have. I said, yeah, of course. I see 
right? No one wants to be the guinea pig. But once they see that shit, you know what you're saying? Hell yeah. Yeah. If you're talking to the right demographics, because there's something I was talking to Uncle Steve and that is about, I was like, sometimes it's not about working hard. It's about leveraging the right demographics. Because if you're, no matter mm. how good you are, and you're telling a Nigerian, even like startup or whatever that has like millions of dollars in seed funding and all of that, that you have to pay me 20K to look at you twice. Like, ah, mm. $20,000. I don't think so. But you're talking to an American who has access to credit, has access to all of this, and they truly know that you can help them. Of course, they will pay you. So market also mm. determines, but... Yeah, that's why I'm glad, like, I never really sold to, you know, I, I believe, like, if you're broke and you want to get rich, you can't sell to broke people. Like, broke people mm. break people. <laughs> so I'm just like, mm. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, Very interesting. There's a, there's an author that wrote a book called Memetic Desire. His name is Luke yeah. Burgess. Burgess, yeah, I have it. Yes, and um, yeah, and the thesis of that book is that a lot of times our desires are not here, are not ours. We see it from somewhere, and then it's triggered. Yep. When you were a teenager, you were on YouTube. You saw a marketer sitting in his Lambo, Lamborghini, yeah, and you said to yourself, "Man, I'm gonna do this." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I, and and people look at what you are doing on Instagram. Oh, they think, oh, it's bragging. No, you are helping somebody. You are inspiring somebody's life somewhere. They don't get it. Can you talk to us about, you know, where you, how inspiration is triggered? And how that has helped you with your friend group? Mm. Yeah, I feel like um, your struggles are useless until you become successful and then it becomes motivation for someone else. Right? Mm. Like, if you're not successful, no one wants to hear your struggle story because it's like, you're just complaining. But when you're successful mm. and you tell your struggles, we're like, oh shit, he came from this, is here now. Damn! I want to mm. be like Right? <laughs> um, and for me, it's like, I saw someone who had something I'd never seen before. Uh, mm. The peak of success in Nigeria, most times, if you are from a humble family, is to buy a used Toyota. Like, people have this weird belief that used is better than new. Which is insane. Like, I'm like, mm. what the fuck are you guys saying? New, used was once new. But you want to buy something, they'll be like, no, buy Tokubo, it's used. Buy this, is used, right? And so, I remember vividly when I saw that guy, he had two things. He mm. was young. Right? He was young mm-hmm. and he had time freedom. There was no mm. one around me that I saw that had those two things. Everyone that mm. I had always known who has some semblance of success we're always doing it when they are old mm. super super old right and there's something that I learned Warren Buffett is one of the wealthiest persons to ever live on earth right now yeah, yes but he's in his 90s yeah if you tell him 
trade all the wealth that you have to go back to when you were 21, you will do it in an heartbeat. Mm. Why? Because time is the only luxury that we have. Mm. So when I saw that, I was like, you know what? What's the worst that can happen? Maximum, if I'm to pay for this guy's course, I will lose my money if it doesn't work out. But I've also learned the lesson. Now, I'm always like, mm. since I've been young, I've always been eager to fail because I believe fail means first attempt in learning. Because like, you never mm. do things. Yeah, you never do two things wrong the same way. Like, you can make a mistake this time. Mm. The next time, if you will make a mistake, uh, you are easy learns from your past mistakes, right? So yes, feedback, yeah. I don't like the fact that I post my flamboyant lifestyle on social media and I, I really don't care. Honestly, like, I don't care because I mm. don't do these things because I want people to like it. I do them because I find joy in it. Like, I actually enjoy How will you be pissed when you're driving, like, a McLaren 720S? Like, you're just this car, the wind, yourself, and yourself. <laughs> so, and I don't take advice from someone that is not where I want to be. Like, Come you're on, driving man. a Come on, car, you want me to take advice from you. Like, bro, you don't even, your entire car can't even buy just the gearbox of my car. So, like, mm. <laughs> why should I listen to you? Right? Mm. Uh, but in all honesty, I also feel like another reason why I share my story and share my journey is because there's just someone that was once like me. What? Well, yeah. Who yeah. That may be watching needs you. To see, yeah. Who needs to see what's yeah. possible? Right? There's a lot of people that's way older than I am, and they look at me and they're like, wow. Wow. You're able to do this. Wow. Even like, I mean, now I'm, I'm a global phenomenon so like our people are always look at me and they're just like damn you really come from nigeria and you're able to do all of this mm. and, yeah like i feel like another point where i started you know just sharing my stuff was because i wanted people to understand that you don't have to do fraud to make money like yeah I don't scam anybody i don't you know like uh defraud anyone to make my money like you can actually make your money legit people will pay you money is just a means of exchange, right? Um, if you have more value, the money is in someone else's pocket, they will gladly, you know, give you that money in exchange for that. So, hmm. um, I just want the youth to understand that some years ago or some centuries ago, the means of becoming wealthy was labor. Right now, it is called hmm. media. If you yes. have access to, like, the media... The media has made millions of people wealthy. Like, look at Kabilin. Just by posting on TikTok, he became, like, who he is today. I do say, though, that the first five years of me being in business um, was my first five years of focus. Uh, I do regret that I didn't share my journey then because Mm. I'll probably go bigger than I am right now. But I'm also glad that I didn't share it because it allowed me to just, you know, hone on myself. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. find fame um, first and they lose themselves. But I know myself. Now I'm going to be famous. Like, obviously, like, 
people are becoming more aware of who I am. The video that I did about my story already has over 100,000 views on YouTube. So perhaps yeah. people are picking, beginning to take notes of me because I'm putting myself out there more. Uh, if it was like 2013, 2014 that you asked me for this podcast, I wouldn't do it. Like there were so many mm-hmm. opportunities, you know, Forbes sending me stuff uh, to feature. I'm like, nah, sold my company. Um, there was supposed to be like press releases and everything. I'm like, nah. the thing with me is mm-hmm. like everything comes in its due time. Uh, I'm, not mm-hmm. I'm not in a rush for anything. I'm maturing more now. The 20-year-old Abdul-Kawi is not the 25-year-old Abdul-Kawi. The 25-year-old Abdul-Kawi won't be the 30-year-old Abdul-Kawi. So my life is in mm-hmm. phases. And so I'm, I'm learning to know myself more. I'm also becoming much more discerning of people's intentions. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, I'm learning to say no more. Like, remember, in the beginning, I was like, nah, I don't think that one. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? It's fine. Like, it's fine. So, yeah, but I'm, I'm not scared of pissing people off. Like, Dan Kennedy is like, yeah. you don't make anybody angry. In, by noon, they are not doing enough work. <laughs> so, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like, I like that. Speaking of Dan Kennedy, and I want to connect this to a question now. You are an autodidactic person, you learned how to speak Spanish. Yeah. Germany, you yeah. speak a couple of Nigerian language, and you learn that by yourself. You learn copywriting, you learn sales, you learn marketing. Yeah. How do you specifically learn? What's your immersion? What's your what's your self immersion process? Okay. If you say okay, I want to learn marketing today, how do you go about it specifically? Yeah, I speak nine languages. Je parle français, tu as And you're learning Mandarin. I don't know where you are now in the Mandarin now. Yeah. Because you got some Chinese people for your product and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel learning. One, one has to master. Learning, you have to learn how to learn. Because like, the way we're taught in school is different from the way the world operates. Like school yeah. gives you answers and then provides you questions. Life gives you questions. Mm-hmm. Um, which is when you answer those questions, you don't get answers before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I dated the Russian girl. That's why I decided to learn Russian. Oh, I love it. So I don't really watch TV, but I sometimes check Netflix for you know shows and all of that. So when I'm learning a language, I will watch the movie or series, whatever it is, um, in the language without subtitle. Because language is 95% non-verbal and 5% verbal, right? So I'm trying to pick up... Wow. Because, yeah, I'm a master of psychology, so I'm trying to pick up body cues. There's there's a book called What Everybody Says by Joe Navarro. He's a good friend of mine. He's a former FBI agent. Um, he studies human body psychology, human body language, human body psychology. Yeah. And yeah. So I try to pick up cues of, oh, this is how they, um, you know, lift their lip while they are talking. This is how they, you know, act while they are talking. I have to pick up on little cues. Um, 
and then I mm. watch it with the, you know, subtitle, and then I watch it the third time without the subtitle and try to grasp what they're saying and pronounce it the same way. So I'm not the kind of person you really enjoy watching a movie with, especially if it's a movie I'm interested in. I'm doing constant breakdowns of why this is how they're doing. Like also, when I remember when I went to watch Black Panther, I was studying mm. how they're using sounds to evoke emotions in us, <laughs> which is like, mm. the regular person is just like, yeah, I'm here to watch Black Panther. But I'm like, people don't understand that marketing is universal. If they can sell out a movie within like days of its release, there's something that they've done that got yeah, to us. From the thriller right? to everything, yeah. Exactly. So I am always doing that. I mean, I think one of my highest performing videos on YouTube was one where I did like a trailer to the day in they got mm. so hyped about, oh shit, I want to see what his life looks like. And then they went to watch it. The, the second one that we did now, which is recent, which is a day in my life where someone flew in from Ireland to see me and I hung out with a few friends, played golf. We didn't do a trailer. Like, well, it was intentional. I just wanted to see what will be the difference. Mm. One that we for and one that we don't. Um, they didn't perform. Like A-B testing. Like, yeah. And I'm like, huh, now I see. So the same way whenever I'm learning, I am very, very experimental. Like, see, okay, how fast can I go through this thing and how fast can I fail? That's it. So yeah. most people are scared of coming off as speaking rubbish. But you have to speak rubbish for you to speak fluently, right? Mm. My, my German isn't as fluent anymore because when I was learning German, um, I, I was good at it. I had, like I was a, at the B2 level, but then I didn't have anyone to speak to consistently, so I just lost the fluency. But if you speak German, I understand mm. what you're saying, right? Um, mm. Russian, of course, I did the Russian chick, so we're always speaking Russian. Mm. So um, that was something. So my way of learning is just by being obsessed. Like I'm very, very obsessed mm -hmm. about every attention to detail for whatever it is that I'm learning. And you really can't beat me at being me. That's something like everybody is trying to do several things at once. I will dedicate as much hours as it is to whatever it is I want to do. And the difference is it's all compounds, right? So if we are both to study a material right now, uh, maybe you are dedicating like two hours a day to it and I'm dedicating 10 hours to it. I'm already 5X you at this point, right? That's right. Now, yeah. if we do that 10 hours every day for 365 days, right? I already have 3,650 hours in the first mm. one year, right? You, mm. on the other end, like you're still playing around you at 780 or whatever hours. By the second year, I'll leave you in the dust. Like you can't catch That's up right. with me anymore. Because I'm spending literally almost half of my days learning this thing. By the third year, I'm two years ahead of you. Because when you look at the time yeah. that I've committed to it, and that's how you're able to create explosive performances and other people are just trying to play catch up with you. But the issue is most people will play not to lose. I play to win. 
And there's a huge difference mm. in between those two mentalities. Like when you're playing mm. not to lose, you're still scared. You're operating from a place of fear of uh, yes. I just hope yeah. this doesn't I just hope this doesn't work. I just hope for me, yeah. I'm playing like, yeah, whatever it takes, I'm going to give it. So yeah, that's how I learned basically. This is so this has been a very powerful conversation. One more question before I let you go, uh, Abdul. I really enjoyed this conversation. I'm just this is the first podcast that I'm that I'm that I'm doing and I'm taking notes myself. Usually I saw listening I listen to it again, but as it's going on, I'm just taking notes. This is so this is so this is so powerful. So now we, I mean you you are constantly growing. What podcast or what book are you geeking out on right now? What's your favorite podcast? What are you listening to right now? Uh, I'm not listening or YouTube to video podcast or YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the book that I'm reading right now that I just can't stop reading is the Bezos letters. Uh, my goal is to take my company to $250 million annually. Um, and that is much more feasible in 2024, 2023 will be our first triple um yeah like eight figure uh, i say eight figures nine figure year like in an actual year mm-hmm. of making nine wow, figures this will be the first uh, yeah like this this will be the first year of us getting into nine figures in just one year um but like next year 250 mil and so Reading the Bezos letters is just like um, the thing with me is if I find something very very good, I will just go hard on it. Yeah, I I just want to geek on it and read it, read it, read it. Um, Someone that was always listening to and I still do listen to is Alex Omozi. Even though I don't really agree to the dynamics of he and his wife with some stuff he has said, I'm just like, well, listen to the message, not reading the messenger. And then I like some yeah. ovens. Some ovens is like an OG info product. Yeah, that, that's a great so, man. Man. great man. So I, I listen to some ovens. Um, and then Michael Senoff. So Michael Senoff has uh, a website that is like forgotten marketing materials or something. Literally, I just spent like $48,000 on buying some subsection of his you know, marketing, swipe files, you know, like stuff like that. I'm a direct mm-hmm. response marketer at core. So I keep going back to how people have sold stuff with mail marketing back in the days when there was no internet. So yeah. that's why there's always like a mm-hmm. difference in between my marketing copy. One thing I still never outsource is my emails. Like I write my emails myself. I write my copies myself. lovely like my, come up with my vsls myself webinars by myself because every time to me it's just like how can i do shallow thing here every single time yeah beats this one this one this one and so even though it's not like the most uh and so that's all the smartest thing to do because i should get that out but it's just like I really haven't seen anyone that can beat my copy. It's not bragging or anything, but I've learned from some of the mm. easiest OG marketing. Yeah. And then I added my own 
touch of new school marketing. Switch to it, yeah. I mean, I've worked with the biggest names in the internet marketing space, being their secret weapon. And yeah, like, I've not really seen anyone that has beaten my control yet. Like, I wrote mm. a copy that I ended up generating $14 million within the first, like, 72 hours of it being launched. So, like, yeah, I just haven't seen anyone that's beaten it yet. I mean, I'm always testing against different people, but still, like, just haven't seen that. So, um, I love psychology a lot. So, um, I'm reading this book by an ex-CIA agent. It is called Redacted Secrets. I don't think you can really find it online or anything. It, it was part of uh, some materials that I got when I signed up for a mastermind. But bro, like redacted, mm. it's like black book, the, the black book of redacted secrets. It's so fucking insane mm. how everything is propaganda. <laughs> mm. the, the way we are made to brush our teeth now was propaganda by you know the big pharmacy in the 60s yes the way we are yes. made to drive right now is propaganda by the automobile it's just insane like it once you understand marketing and psychology to an extent you won't view the world the same way ever again. Differently. Like if you just look at... It's like Edward like, Bernays, propaganda. Yeah, I mean, the father of propaganda. So, yeah. Um, I read that. And then my YouTube channel, I just study it every single time. Like, okay, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? Um, I think I'm probably like less than 100 people away from 20,000 subs. Now it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. How can I make this better? Can I make the channel better? What can we do to improve it? But yeah, like I'm, I'm not really listening to any podcast in recent times. I just listen to books. Like just go back to the same books that read over and again. Um, I'm also I like binging the entire Nebula Goddard series. Yeah, Nebula is a great man. Great man. Yeah. So, great man. Funny enough, I was listening to me yesterday. Great man. Changed my life. Great guy. So if you if you understand yourself, I think most people seek without instead of seeking within. Like within, yeah. You just need to find yourself, understand who you are at your core, because everything it takes for you to really become whatever you want to become in life, it's already within you. You already have the raw deposits in you. It's just about bringing it out mm. and showing the world fearlessly, like regardless of whatever anyone thinks yeah. about you. Whether people like it or not, no one cares, man. Like, just do you, the world will adjust. So, yeah. This is so powerful. Man, Abdul, this is a massive thing. This right here is crazy. Whoa! I want to say thank you for coming on the podcast today. Guys, you do, if you listen to this on the podcast, Smash the subscribe button on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Apple. If you're w- watching this on YouTube, click on the subscribe button. Wow. Where can people get more of your stuff? Where can they find you? Uh, Instagram, Facebook. Where? YouTube. I'm going to put it in, in the show notes, though, but you can just say it out last so people can know. Yeah, YouTube, the Abdul Kowi. Instagram, the Abdul Kowi. Twitter, H Kowi. 
Uh, I will put a link to that in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to learn from me, you find it in my IG bio. Trust me, I don't play this small game. You have a university so, now, the paid, paid yeah, Setters University. Yeah, so we train people paid to Setters work with uh, high-ticket business owners. Yeah. And then it's like they learn how to make an extra five to $10,000 a month by chatting on behalf of business owners in their DMs. And so, yeah, that's like my lowest tiered offer that anyone can enroll into. Um, if you qualify, sure. They can start from there. I'm going to build yeah so if you're interested just click the link in my bio on instagram and go watch the free training yeah and then you can enroll yeah. into the community i'm gonna yeah. put the link in 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 the in the show notes as well wow i am sure you enjoyed this episode of the paul Fool podcast because i did i had a blast myself so here's what i want you to do for me i want you to write a review write a comment about the podcast share it with your friends and your family members and do me one more favor one more favor please please you can follow me on instagram at paulfo at p-a-u-l-f-o-h or join me on substack where i drop a powerful email every sunday called the full letter and that is paulfo.substack.com have a great day and god bless you thank you let's go boom